Hey guys, I'm Bailey, and welcome back to Bailey's TV's Rants, where I rant about all my favorite TV shows. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bailey's TV Rants. Um, we are going to continue with Surreal Estate, obviously, the whole reason I came back to do this. Um, before we get into that, TV updates, I've been getting back into watching SNL, Okay, watching it live because I live on the West Coast, so it's on at 8.30 and not 11.30 or whatever time it comes on on the East Coast. Um, so I'm watching it live. Last night's episode, I'm recording this on a Sunday, so that's why last night, um, was Kate McKinnon with musical guest Billie Eilish. And if y'all know me, I love both of those ladies, all right? Um, Kate McKinnon is... One of my all-time favorite SNL cast members. I know she's um, not a part of the cast anymore, but it was great to have her come back and host. She did a very, very good job. Very, very funny. Um, SNL has kind of been going downhill a little bit. Um, the writing and the sketches just aren't, you know, as, I don't know, like, dumb, stupid, funny as they used to be. Um... And I don't blame the cast. Like, that's not really on them. They can only do their best. It's more like writing of the sketches. Um, so, yeah. But this episode, anyways, um, Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig came back. They were in a sketch or two, and that was really funny. Um, also, some of my all-time favorites, obviously. Yeah, and then uh, Billie Eilish made an appearance in um, one of their commercial skits. And then the sketch at the very, very end, The Kittens Are Us, which is one of my favorite reoccurring bits. Um, and she did a very good job. Her and Kate McKinnon in sketches together are hilarious. I remember um, last time Billy was on, she was hosting. Um, and Kate McKinnon was still part of the cast. And they um, did a very, very funny bit about... Um, hotel. It was a hotel commercial. It was funny. Anyways, yes. So it was a very, very enjoyable episode. I love it. SNL is getting there. Last night, I think, having Kate McKinnon was really nice. And she could definitely step up those uh, sketches. And, yeah, so SNL going okay. Still watching The Crown. I'm almost done with season five. Um, and there's six seasons, with the six being the most recent one and the last one. I've seen a little bit about the ending and everything, but um, nothing too spoilery. I'm really getting into the heat of, um, you know, Princess Diana and Charles's separation, like they're out, and Diana's about to like spill some tea on it. Um, so that's super exciting. I'm on, I'm like on episode eight of season five, excuse me. Um, so yeah, super fun. That's my outside this update. So back with surreal estate. Um, last episode was the pilot. Um, kind of it was. It was okay. Obviously, nothing, like, too exciting because they're not going to do something, like, super, like, attention-grabby and stuff in the very beginning. I'm um, just, it's, you know, pilots are generally kind of, like, set up the premise of the show. And I thought it did that well. Um, I did mention it was very jumpy between the A and the B plot line. Um and which is like not something you see a lot like in a pilot but it was to set up important characters which was um luke roman um the main guy 
our lovely Tim Rosan and um and Susan Ireland who is the newcomer to the Robin agency and her um telekinesis abilities also Sarah Levi Sarah Levy whichever the last name is I'm not sure how to pronounce it that's who plays Susan I remembered it now okay so good pilot this episode I feel was a great step up from the pilot so uh season one episode two the Harvey um we start off with a little flashback eight months ago um the address was I actually wrote that down this address wrong I don't I know that name's not right well doesn't matter actually so eight months ago at this house um or outside the house we can hear a family inside just kind of chit-chatting having some family time and then it pans and the windows just start shutting and shutting and shutting till it goes all the way down the front uh, then the lights shut off Doosh. people start screaming things are happening inside that we can't see a body uh, it looks like a man slams up against the living room window on the first floor um, and then you know does that slide down sort of thing um, we pan over to a Roman agency sign saying the house is for sale and then <clears throat> The house blows up, I think, and it's on fire. The Roman agency is on fire. Cut, intro, present day. Here we go. All right. I think I wrote a lot for this episode. This had a, a lot of details in it, which is nice, and I like that. Um, okay, present day. We are at a different house, uh, 12 Marion Drive, um, and uh, a dad walks out. Um, no, he doesn't walk out. I can't read my own notes. He walks in on his son in their house in the room upstairs, um, talking to a stuffed animal. At least that's what the son says. And the dad's like, hey, well, you can tell your stuffed animal. Um, it's time to go to bed. So, you know, go to bed, shut up. Um, but this little boy's not talking to a stuffed animal, of course. Um, he's really talking to, um, a little girl. And... They're talking a little bit, and she's a little upset that uh, this boy is leaving. She won't have anybody to play with, so I'm guessing this family is moving out. And then we'll get into the bit where they, yeah, do all the stuff with the realtors and surreal estate. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so that is, this looks like it's going to be the house that we're looking into now. So, we cut to the Roman Agency office. Um, Susan is walking into the kitchen. Zoe is there. Her name is Zoe, by the way. Spelled with two O's on the subtitles, weirdly. I'm not sure if that's correct. Um, and they're trying to make coffee, and, you know, they're bumping into each other a little bit. Susan's trying to, like, get the vibes of the new place, you know, kind of like, what's everybody doing, you know? Um, and Zoe doesn't like Susan. Um, Susan is in the way of her, like, routine at the office and kind of in her space um and she's not vibing with that um oh and zoe's job by the way is the office manager wasn't sure what she was doing in the pilot episode but on the recap they said that it was also said in the first episode and i did not hear it anyways um while they're at the office luke and susan head out luke wants to give susan a proper Roman agency orientation, really uh, take her on a test drive through a uh, property, kind of selling a job. 
And so they're heading over to this house that we saw earlier, this 12 Marion Drive, um, where two past, like, buyers, interested people, um, have all, like, dropped out real quickly. Um, one of them just, like, bolting, running out of the house. So, something interesting is going on. And so, while they're in the car, you know, Luke and Susan are talking, Susan brings up Megan Donovan, which was the person who owned the house that we were dealing with in the pilot episode, and Susan's like, Luke, you kind of have the hots for her, and Luke's like, haha, no, no, me, what, Psh, no, I can't, um, and this is because they pass by the Donovan house, and, Su- and they both, like, kind of turn and look at it, and Susan can kind of see the look in Luke's eye, but also stuff with his mom also happened at that house, so we'll leave it at that. Um, but Luke obviously denies it, um, and Megan is in a relationship. She does have a fiancé, and, um, she's also a client, so that would be weird. Mad respect, Luke. He knows boundaries. Um, so, at this new house that they're looking at, um, the family at the house, uh, doesn't believe in, like, paranormal. They don't believe in spirits, ghosts, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they say they're Presbyterian. I am not a religious person, so the exact details of Presbyterian, the Presbyterian denomination, um, it is a Christian denomination of Christianity, if you are unfamiliar. Um, I don't know the details, so I can't fact check that, but we're going to go with it. The main point is they don't believe in this stuff. Anyways, um, but Susan is real eager on this job and she reassures um this couple that uh the roman agency can do the job and we can help you sell your house yep um so little boy they're walking around the house they go upstairs little boy comes out of his room and tells him and tries to like talk to his mom and the mom's like hey we're a little busy um luke comes over says hi but scares the little boy away and luke can sense something about this boy is off something is going on here he's got a it's like a sixth sense you know um then we cut to the boy the son his name is jamie um he's in the backyard he's playing on the playground on the swing set in their backyard and this little girl is with him the same little girl from earlier um her name is cindy she's you know, blonde, like, pigtail braids with little red bows at the end to tie them off. And this, like, um, red and white, like, kind of checker print, like, smaller sort of dress. I don't know. Susan says the pattern later in the episode, and I can't remember what it's called. Um, very 50s, 60s, or older, probably, type of vibe. Um, anyways, so the Jamie and Cindy are talking. Um, and Cindy is upset that he's leaving because she won't have anybody to play with him, play with her anymore. So this is like a sort of imaginary friend because obviously Jamie's like the only one who can like see her. Um, and then she gets real dark and threatens that she's gonna, um, you know, like, oh, if I don't have any more, I'll just jump off the roof and kill myself, which first of all, technically... I don't think you're alive anyway, so killing yourself doesn't quite make sense, but hey, 
whatever. I'm not going to get into it. Um, yeah, and dying, and it's all going to be Jamie's fault. And then, while she's saying it's going to be your fault, um, her voice drops, and her eyes go black. So, you, ma'am, are not just a ghost. You are some demon hellspawn, and I'm not vibing with it. Nope. I'm okay, thank you. Anyways, back at the Roman agency, um, Luke is going over this new house, which we are now going to call uh, the Quincy house or the Quincy property, whatever I decided to write in my notes. Um, points out to everybody, hey, I think this boy has a secret. Um, and so, like, him and Phil are going back and forth, like, maybe it could be a Harvey or a Lassie. We'll get into what those are in a second because I don't even know what those are. Um, end of the meeting... Or like any other points and Susan's like actually yes so she is once again really eager about this job and tries to get things moving and everything and so she's like um trying to organize the workflow so she's asking for files from Phil about things which he's like those are my files I kind of keep them to myself um to kind of make a database and she's trying to coordinate times to go to the Quincy house with August because there's a plumber coming but Quincy needs to do his like investigative stuff um just to kind of get a baseline of everything and um not not too happy about this uh Zomo, Zoe almost gets a word in um something about sticking it up her ass but Luke cuts her off and ends the meeting there and so Everybody walks out. Susan sticks around. Um, oh, no. They stick around because Luke wants a word with her. So Susan is just kind of asking Luke about the lingo, like what's a Harvey. Harvey is shorthand for imaginary friend. Um, and a lassie is a helpful spirit that latches onto a living being, usually a child. Um, and so she's kind of going over like all the company lingo and everything. So in these meetings, she's not like totally confused. And, um, Susan's like, everybody hates me. And Luke's like, no, nobody hates you. We actually need you. But, you know, like, Susan is obviously at this point trying to do things the way she knows how to do them. Um, but with this job that she's in and this very, very particular and specific company that she works for, that might not work because she doesn't know what she's dealing with obviously um yeah so um so susan is at the quincy house she's working on uh staging it um and she's still trying to coordinate times with august you know she's on the phone with zoe who is the office manager so that's her job um she hears noise she's a little girl crying in the closet she's like freaking the fuck out right um nothing's in there and then cindy appears behind her sneaky bitch she's like i'm in the closet no i'm not um and the actress the little like girl that plays cindy did a really good job actually like that was like surprisingly well done like for a creepy little girl you know like especially like the manipulative like kind of thing that we get into later like very well done um so yeah so cindy's on the bed in jamie's room um and she's like trying to like get susan to do something for her like um 
uh, this doll Betsy that she needs or whatever. And Susan's like, huh, and then she disappears. My initial thought was, like, there's, like, some things in, like, paranormal, like, shows or movies where the, like, entity will need you to, like, do something for it to attach itself to you. So that's what I thought was happening. Um, but I think Cindy's just manipulating her at this point just to make her seem like she is really a little girl and she's not. And we know that. We know she's not a little girl. Um, anyways, so she gets on the phone, uh, because August calls, which also creeps, which like scares her because the phone just starts ringing and she's like obviously scared out of her mind right now. Um, and so Susan tells her, tells August about the little girl and he's like, okay, I'm already coming. I'll be there in a bit. Um, but call Luke about this. So she calls Luke, describes the girl, um, and Luke's like, get some stuff from Father Phil. Um, I'll be in the office. I just need to run an errand first. What is said errand? At the Donovan house. Woo woo. Um, yeah, so he's there to kind of take pictures just to make sure the house, like, in the past, like, it's, like, changed behind his back. So when he looks at it, it's one way. But when he turns around, something else changes. So he takes pictures both ways as, like, one, he's doing this in one, if kind of, like, in a selfie position. Um, um, but obviously Megan pops in, um, and they're chit chatting. Luke is just giving her an update about the job and all the things they need to do and everything. Um, yeah, a little chit chat, funny, flirty, a little bit, obviously, but once again, Megan has a fiance and he does come out on the porch in his underwear. I mean, he has a shirt on, but it's his shirt and underwear. And Megan's like, what are you doing? Kids go down the street, go put on some pants. And she walks inside and they say, bye bye. Yeah. Um, back at the Quincy house um <laughs> what if I just put bingo right there that's so funny oh my god just kidding I'll put her here um Susan heads up into the attic they kind of see everything we cut to Phil a little bit of back and forth here um is at the office with Luke and he can't find anything on a little girl like any history about that on the Quincy house and they were like him and both Luke think it would be a bold move um for like a Harvey like this doesn't seem like a situation where a Harvey would be um back to the Quincy house Susan is seeing things things are moving around a big ass raven comes in breaks the window she falls and Luke, not Luke, August appears over her and she's just like, she's scared shitless. And, but Luke told Phil that she wasn't scared to give her some like cred, you know? Um, so back at the office, everybody's there now kind of in the conference room. Um, they're putting together a model of what this little girl looks like. And to me, it looked like they were playing the Sims. And, you know, when you start to make somebody on Sims, like, it's that it looked like that. And it was really funny. Um, and Zoe is helping Susan clean up a little bit. She has some cuts on her arm from, I'm assuming, the glass from the window. So they're doing that. Um, so Luke comes in. He sees everything. But then he kicks everybody out so he could talk with Susan. Lots of talks for them today. Um, so Susan immediately, like, jumps on the like, conversation. And she has, she has people that want to look at the house. But Luke pays no attention he pulls up news footage from the house from eight months ago so the like the cold open of the episode at the very beginning when we saw the house that's what he's bringing up right now um he shows her this clip 
and everything. And um, he does this to get Susan to understand that the things they deal with are real and they are dangerous and they will kill you. Um, and they can't rush into selling anything until the house and a property is properly dealt with because this shit will happen. Okay? I failed these people because we didn't take it seriously enough and now they're all dead. And it's my fault. Pretty much what he said. Um, yeah. And he's like, you might want to learn to do things our way. Okay, so that fucking shit doesn't happen again. I'd appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Susan is very eager to do things. This job, great. Um, but she, like, when you get a new job, you generally, like, take the back seat and, like, learn the ropes a little bit to, like, get the vibe of the place and what you need to do and how things are done. And she just doesn't care because she just, like, to her, like, this is another real estate agency and she knows how to be a realtor. Like, she's already done that. This isn't, like, a new job to her. So, anyways, she's just, she's stubborn is what we're getting at here. Um, so, all right, cut to the Quincy house. The mom gets home and sees Jamie on the roof. Crazy. (laughs) Um, obviously she doesn't see Cindy either. Um, but Jamie is up there trying to get Cindy not to jump off the roof. Um, and mom and dad don't see her. And Cindy actually, like, fakes jumping, but she ends up just, like, floating and levitating off of the roof. Really weird. Anyways, um, then we see Luke over at the Quincy house. He's talking with the dad. They're kind of, like, arguing. Like, the dad's, like, really upset and like Jamie won't tell them who she is um because as Jamie was on the roof it's like she's gonna jump like blah 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 and they're like who are you talking about and so Jamie still won't tell them who this little girl is um and the dad's obviously upset because like this shouldn't happen why is my son what's going on with this house why my son on the roof they're gonna jump off the roof and he's like do your job even though they don't believe in what his job is, really. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah. Um, so Luke goes over to talk with the little boy, Jamie. And um, Jamie ends up telling Luke that the girl's name is Cindy. Um, now Jamie explains that he's really not supposed to talk about her because, um, they can't be friends anymore and Cindy will hurt somebody if Jamie tells anybody about her. Um, so kind of having this conversation and Luke ends up telling Jamie, like, don't listen to Cindy. Like if she says to do something that's going to hurt you or somebody, don't do it, which is good advice, like in general about life, like obviously, but in this situation, especially, Um, and, but Jamie's like, yeah, I would, but, like, she's my only friend, so I'm gonna listen to her, you know? Um, and Luke goes on saying, like, 
you know, you and I are a lot alike. Like, I was like you. I didn't have a lot of friends growing up, and I still don't have a lot of friends, but the ones I do now are, like, really, really good friends, which is super sweet. <laughs> Made me cry. Um, yeah, so uh, a contractor comes in to fix the window in the attic. Um, Luke and Susan are up there watching over a little bit. Um, Luke obviously reminds Susan uh, no showing until they fix this problem with Cindy. Gotta get her out of there, okay, so we don't hurt anybody else. Um, so Luke steps out of the attic, and Susan strikes up a little combo with uh, the repair guy, and he's, like, talking over theater. I don't remember what show it is, but something with theater. Um, and as she ends a conversation, she gets a call from another interested buyer and tries to tell him, like, I can't show you the house right now. But this, this guy really knows how to talk to him. He's like, I'll pay in cash. 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 Um, and she's like, okay, come in at 8 a.m. So she's not following the rules. Um, so. Back in Jamie's room, uh, Cindy knows Jamie talked to Luke. And now she's like, I got, gotta hurt somebody so you freaking learn your lesson, right? told you not to tell anybody um and so they go over to the window that overlooks the front yard and cindy makes the mom and dad um the mom with the garden shears and the dad with the lawnmower just start heading for each other guns ablaze and ready to go and then they just stop right in front of each other and jimmy's like oh my god like what the heck and then he turns and there's cindy behind him with his pet hamster. This is crazy to me. I can't believe they did this. Um, and Cindy kills his hamster, whose name was Josh. Um, but she just, like, crushes it in her hand. And I was like, ah, that's crazy and very disturbing. Um, so, cut to the next day. Susan is showing this uh, new couple... Um, around the Quincy house, um, but the lady, here's a little girl crying, oh, interesting, um, and then the, the man, the couple, both of them, um, here just screams, hey, Cindy, how you doing, girl, nice to see you, can you shut the fuck up, please, trying to sell this goddamn house, um, yeah, but we knew this was gonna happen, okay, Luke, Luke knows what he's talking about, um, yeah, and so the couple rushes out. They bolt right out of there like the last couple did. And then <laughs> Luke just happens to roll up and he's like, we need to talk to Susan. So they're in the car, chit-chatting. Um, Susan literally just thinks that it's like a little girl spirit. And Luke says, no, this is not just a little girl. It is a cover-up. For something that's a lot more dangerous and will kill you okay and susan like like obviously like wants to sell houses her way like that's what she's good at but luke's like you need to trust me and what i do and trust the process okay like it's not everything is gonna be your way okay this is hard and things are gonna get fucked up all right so you gotta relax getting real pissed off right now and i am too she's not listening she's not listening huh you got you got ears babe use them 
Um, so, Luke goes up into the house, into Jamie's room, um, and gets Cindy to come out so he can see her for himself. Um, she's obviously trying to manipulate him and just, like, be that little sweet girl who, whose mommy and daddy, like, went to the light, but she couldn't. And he's like, I know the games that you're playing. I don't believe you. Um, and then, but he knows what she is. She shows a little bit of her real face to him. Just those dark black eyes. Those really fucking sharp-ass teeth, like a barracuda or something. Um, and then Susan walks in and Cindy vanishes. Well, like Susan walks in and looks like, get out, I'm doing my job. And then she's like, oh shit, sorry. And then Cindy vanishes. Um, so Luke's obviously pissed off because, uh, Susan interrupted his work. Very, very important work. Um, so then we cut to Susan. She's at her mom's house and just ranting about her job, like, blah 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 she's disappointed in Luke and in the work she thought things would be different everybody hates her um and her mom who is correct in this statement um is like you need to be patient and maybe do things not your way and Susan's like well my way isn't perfect but it's better than theirs and she's like I said that out loud and we're like yeah you did Susan okay so shut up um and her mom's like you need to open up to people you need to see how they do it and maybe try okay obviously they have success for a reason um back at the office um august is listening to some recordings that they had um for the quincy house around the time that luke was there and luke is obviously in the room and sees that there's these energy strikes um and every time this happened it drains the power of this entity interesting um so august is like this beast is really old and cunning but it has an ego and is distractible because of it and it only works to inflict pain and sorrow and is ready for luke um also something that was pointed out with august was um that in order to like he's gonna make this device to stop this you know creature or whatever the fuck it is and in order to do that you have to get it in out in its true form so that's something that we also have to deal with right now um so susan um is back at the office she's bringing in coffee for everybody just the way that they like it how nice of her and he's trying to kind of compromise with everybody she's like hey zoe can you make some sort of database spreadsheet whatever so we could coordinate times and availability of everybody do whatever you want i will use it okay just i need that done and so he's like okay i have some ideas and also thank you for the very very complicated coffee order she like quad long shot blah 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 with a bunch of extra crap in it it's crazy um and then phil just a straight up black coffee no room for cream um and she's like the files and he's like no i'll send them over and she's like what send them whatever you want to send you can send whenever you need it i would just like them and he's like i can do that yeah so things are getting there we're being compromising cooperative now um the repair guy that we saw earlier he was there and susan is like talking with phil like hey you know him he's like yeah we've met and then the repair guy comes over 
gives Phil a little smooch goodbye and then leaves. Huh? What? You're telling me Father Phil is gay? Oh my god. Representation. <laughs> um, yeah. I love queer representation. Thank you. Um, yeah, and they're actually married too. Uh, love it. I love it. Um, and then uh, Susan, Luke and Susan have some quick, just little talk again alone because I gotta be alone for all these talks. Nobody else can know. Um, and he's like, I need you at the Quincy house. They've, first of all, fired the room. The Quincy's, the family has fired the Robin agency for obviously not doing their job, but they are doing their job. They just don't want to know what their job is and what exactly they need to do. Anyways, um, but they obviously, Luke needs to go back to the house anyways because Jamie, this little boy, is in trouble because there's like a demon after him. Um, this entity, they are calling an LRG, which is Little Red's Granny. And something that I was thinking about while recording was, um, it's like the it this is this is like name and like metaphor thing like goes a couple different ways for this like demon it's kind of dressed up similar fashion little red riding hood okay um but it like the metaphor of it is like the when the wolf is at the granny's house of little red riding hood he's like dressed up in grandma's clothes so he thinks it's all sweet and nice you know that's like the real metaphor but instead of like the grandma it's like red running it was weird anyways but i got it later the name anyways um and so it takes a different non-threatening form to seduce and pretty much like eat or suck the soul out of its victim and so he needs susan to be there and talk to the parents while he works with jamie so they rush over there Luke's like, I'm going upstairs, you can't stop me, and Susan's like, guys, wait, and she's trying to get the parents to, like, calm down, um, and so she's like, I know this seems weird, I know you don't believe in it, I don't either, but Luke is trying to do his job, and he's really good at it, okay, and there's things going on that you don't understand, but he does his job, and he gets it done, and he gets results, so just let him do his thing, we can sell your house, okay? Um, so the parents chill out a little bit and let Luke do his job. So up in Jamie's room, Luke's kind of like setting things up. He takes out this device that August made, and he Luke finishes setting up. He gets Cindy to come out and play a game because she's a little girl and she likes to play games, and she's very manipulative, so everything's a game. Um, and so the game that she has set up is a game of chess. I know a little bit about chess, not a lot. I know it's complicated and it's hard and it's confusing. Okay. Um, and for a child, which Cindy is, hard to play. Okay. Um, and so Luke's starting to push Cindy's buttons and deflate her ego a little bit about this chess game. Um, and she obviously like does not know how to play. So she moves the rook in a way and Luke's like no the rook can only move this way or this way you're dumb and you're stupid 
and you don't know how to do anything. You don't know how to play with adults. Blah, blah, blah. And, oh, man, Sandy's getting upset. She's getting upset. And so Luke is able to draw the true form of this LRG, um, which is, like, this old, like, witch hag-looking gray thing. Um, activates the device before Cindy kills him, and it, like, sucks her all in into, like, dust or whatever. Yeah, and then Jamie and Luke do a little fist bump at the end. Super sweet. Um, so, we cut back to, like, later, next day, whatever. Um, Susan's on the phone with buyers for the Quincy house already. Um, Luke thanks her for what she did. And they have a little nice kind of, um, healing. I wouldn't say healing. Um, they have a nice conversation, kind of, not, like, apologizing, but, you know, like, getting along. They're not fighting for once this episode. Um, and she invites him over for family dinner because she's going to go over to mom. But he says, no, like, take your family time seriously. You're going to want it, you know. And he knows that because his dad died. Dad died. Ooh. Anyways, talking about his dad, um, we have this nice little montage at the end really quickly. So the Quincy house is sold. Um, Susan's enjoying dinner with her mom. Phil and his husband, the repair guy on the couch, reading together. Zoe and August are playing video games at the office, and Luke is back at this Funland place that we saw him at the batting cages last episode, um, and he's playing mini golf now. Um, an extra brawl rolls in, hits his shoe, and then an older man walks out and um, hits the ball, that extra ball, and puts it right in the hole after Luke misses. So um, this guy and Luke are talking and they're talking about angels and we're like oh like angel angels because it's paranormal no they're they're talking about baseball which is really funny and i know baseball and that's really cute because last episode it was at the batting cages and his dad's like well talking about baseball um when you were at the batting cages like whenever ago um that lady that came up she's she's real cute there and luke's like yeah yeah she's a she's a, she's literally a co-worker and like and a colleague like i can't do that um but this older guy's like, you know, you always had trouble with women. And he's like, I've had, Luke's like, I've had trouble with women. Do I need you to remind you why the second Sunday of May will always tear him apart? And I was like, oh, that's really sad. Trauma's really sad. Um, yeah, so that was, that tore me apart a little bit. Um, but then this man disappears and Luke says goodnight to his dad. Oh, this is dad. So now my question is, is can Luke communicate with the dead? Is he like a, like a medium or like ghost whisperer or something like that? Like what, does he have some power or like, do they all have some sort of power? Or like Susan's telekinetic and he's like a medium or psychic or whatever. A, a not a savant um a clairvoyant or something like that you know interested interested anyways um luke shuts off all the lives at the mini golf course and the episode ends he shuts off all the lights does he like work there own the place why does he know how to do that like i can tell like he's alone there but like why does he know how to like shut everything off that's what's that's 
That's what's weird to me. So yeah, so interesting. And that was the episode. Um, I said earlier, I do think this was a step up from the pilot. Um, I think this episode did very well of establishing character dynamics um which obviously in a show you have to build upon so but it's nice to see the start of those in the beginning of a season um and Luke and Susan's relationship getting a little interesting um and this episode we really did get to see like kind of what the Roman agency does which was really nice like what does everybody do in particular you know how do these jobs interact and all these things and so it was really nice to kind of like this was I think they easily could have like used the plot of this episode to be a pilot to set up the premise of a show um but they also allowed this episode to kind of set up character dynamics like I mentioned so good episode I enjoyed it obviously um still had some like quit wit humor in there which was really nice to kind of alleviate some tension with things but still had scary paranormal aspect and the drama with it um it's very interesting to see Tim in a different character um but this, interestingly enough, a character with some, like, history and a lot of, like, background that can be explored and trauma that doesn't let him, like, super open up um, and everything, but is really just a sweet, like, loving guy. And so the differences are crazy. The similarities are crazier between Luke Roman and Doc Holliday, but it's very nice and cool to see Tim in a lead role, you know, um, and still have that type of character, which I think is super fun. But yeah, great episode. Um, interested for three. I, I like the... Um, where we're going right now with the kind of the monster a week sort of thing. I love that setup and shows it makes it like pretty easy to follow with some more of the like B plot lines in the episodes being where things come to fruition at the end of the season. You know, just sprinkling little things in and then it starts to build and build throughout the season. And at the end, it's like a boom drop sort of thing. So I like that we're kind of seeing where that's going. I'm interested to see if we get to see luke's uh dad again in any way or if he's gonna come back to the stuff with his mom at the donovan house like what's gonna go on with that it seems like we might come back to the donovan house i feel like that's gonna be a very um constant sort of little plot line throughout the season which i'm okay with what's gonna happen with um luke and megan or luke and susan you know interesting vibes we'll see how things play out it is only the second episode so we have seven more episodes to get to i believe there's 10 episodes so we'll see where it goes very exciting 
But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I will catch you guys next time. And that's the end of the episode, guys. Remember, follow me on Instagram at Bailey's underscore vlogs underscore Twitter at Bailey's TV Rants and on TikTok at Naughty Hot. Thanks all for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.